Welcome, everybody, to the Be Kind Podcast. We're part of the Animal Advocates' mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures, whether or not they're getting ready for the school year, lamenting summer, or just getting ready for life because when you're older, school year and summer and seasons aren't really as important because all animals deserve to be loved, and we're here to make that a thing. And today we are back. I Were we on summer break again? Yeah. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> I feel like this is the second or third time we've been on summer break. <laughs> but anyway, we're back again. And this time we're joined by John again. Hello. Victor is around, so you'll maybe be hearing or seeing his tail. And we had the pleasure of being joined by Maritza. Hi, Maritza. Hi. So before we get too started with some of the heavier questions, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your vegan journey, and what really lights your fire? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my vegan journey, I mean, has definitely been an interesting one. I think, you know, for most people it has. Uh, I went vegan when I was living in Asia. I was living in Hong Kong for three years. And uh, when I first moved there, I got really sick, like really bad uh, for about a week. And um, I couldn't eat anything, couldn't keep anything down. Like it was, it was terrible. So that started my journey of, you know, like detoxing and then that snowballed into plant-based diet. And then I came across the book, How Not to Die by Michael Greger. And then that led to documentaries. And uh, I found this one documentary called Lucent. Um, I believe it's on Australian pig farms. It's been a while since I've seen it, but um, it's within minutes of watching that documentary, I started bawling my eyes out um, and just right on the spot went like hardcore ethical vegan like I am never eating an animal again or supporting it or like wearing it in any shape or form um yeah that's pretty much the nutshell version (laughs) it's been uh I guess about six and a half years now since I've been vegan wow congrats that's that's great it's always and almost inspiring when you see people make the switch from health towards ethical veganism and really just seeing how that really impacts their long-term ability to continue the lifestyle. And I know a lot of people have that same transition, not the same because everyone's different, but a similar transition. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a really quick transition. It was a matter of, it was probably like less than like a week. It was like just like four or five days that I like, you know, from being sick to like watching that documentary and saying, Oh no, never again. So it was a pretty, yeah, it was a pretty, um, pretty like uh definite decision for me and it was like okay right there on the spot I had to like figure out how to completely change my lifestyle like very fast and it's you know it was a journey at first but I did it and it's like I don't there's no way I could ever go back ever yeah a lot of times you hear vegans say well just go slow and transition slowly it's not so bad but there is the option like you and some other guests we've had where they do do it overnight and so yeah. from your experience, were there any specific challenges that you struggled with that you overcame that you feel like would be helpful for other people to hear? Um, I think the, the biggest challenge aside from like helpful, like tips or information, um, the biggest challenge is other people, um, vegan lifestyle, like eating a plant-based diet has never been a challenge for me. Um, it was like, okay, I made this decision. Now I've got to figure it out. And you know, this is what's happening. And so it was just like, for me, it was quite easy. Um, but then again, I was also never really huge on eating animal products, even as a kid. Um, so I 
guess, you know, there, then there's that where some people that's harder for them to sort of wrap their, their, their mind around. Um, but, uh, as far as like someone starting out on this journey is, is, um, just being patient and also just doing your research, educating yourself. There's so much information out there. There's so many vegans willing to help plant-based eaters. There's, there's so much support out there. Um, so just reach out and, you know, uh, educate yourself. Now we're going to die on some of the, is meteor a species this term? No, because there's walnut meat, coconut meat, and all that. So, yeah, there we go. It's all right. But uh, so what ways do you advocate for the animals or advocate for any other causes you're passionate about? Right. Um, so I, I did, uh, when I was living in Hong Kong, I started, um, I was one of the co-organizers for um, uh, the Earthlings experience before it, like, became... Um, uh, um, anonymous for the voiceless. Um, like I started doing that there and doing like some street activism and outreach and stuff. Um, like really like hardcore and heavy. Like I was just, I was every, every Sunday, like I was there on the streets in Hong Kong. And then I came back here and joined, um, my local anonymous for the voiceless chapter here in Lancaster. Um, did a little bit of that when I first started out. Um, and then I met so many like vegans that it just s sort of like went in so many different directions as far as activism um, and being, being um, I'm also a plant-based nutritionist, which that snowballed. And I did that for myself, like to understand like nutrition and, you know, be better, um, healthier. Uh, that snowballed into uh, becoming a plant-based chef, like meal prepping for other people and things like that, um, doing fundraising events for like my local farm sanctuary. Um, and then so I kind of took my passion for food and activism and just paired it and used it across social media. Like, hey, I felt, let me backtrack a bit. I felt that I was better, um, I was better using food as a way to advocate for the animals because in my culture, um, my family's from Puerto Rico, food is bonding, like food is everything. And I think a lot of cultures are, you know, Italian, I mean, everyone, every culture, but um, food is bonding, food is so much. We put so much weight on it. And it's, you know, if I can show people how easy it is and how much healthier and cheaper it is, and like animals don't have to suffer, suffer the planet doesn't have to suffer and our own bodies don't have to suffer. Um, and you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything at all. Um, so that's, that's become, that's become my form of activism today. That's awesome. And I think everyone has their own form of activism that they can just keep doing consistently and make it part of their lives. And there's no perfect form of activism that everyone has to do. Otherwise they're wasting their time. Everyone's got their own role to play in this ongoing push towards a more compassionate world so thank you for doing your part yeah thank you and one of the reasons that um you one of the reasons pause for editing so some of the questions i sent over ahead of time relate to some pretty complex themes and some of them is the interse intersectionality of the vegan movement with other advocacy movements specifically feminism lgbtq plus and POC communities and those forms of activism and I know that's something a lot of people toss around how they all intersect though a lot not many people of my experience are very good at explaining it so could you help our listeners understand how all these different movements and concepts intersect 
Right. Um, because we're, these are all groups that have been oppressed, um, severely oppressed and abused and mistreated. And it's, um, so for me, you know, being part of the queer community, being a woman, being a person of color and being vegan, like, like <laughs> the amount of like discrimination that I've experienced across all four has been insane. And it's just like, wow. Um, I feel that, uh, if, you know, each of these other communities aside from the vegan community under like, because we can, we, uh, what's the, we can relate to, you know, um, uh, we, we know what it's like to feel oppressed and not feel heard. Um, and I, I, you know, when, when, when I speak to some of my other, like, some of my friends from different groups of, you know, the queer community or, you know, uh, POC community, whatever it is, um, the way that they speak, it's, it's exactly the way that vegans speak up for the animals. And it's like, it's the same shit. Oh, sorry. Can I, <laughs> my bad. Okay. Sorry. We go it's... back and forth on whether or not we can swear on here. So <laughs> this episode we oh. can. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I follow Gary V and he's like, just swear it up. You know, it's passion. <laughs> it's just let it out. And so, um, but yeah, I just, I feel like that they, they, it's, we all experience the same, you know, um, emotions when it comes to being discriminated against and oppressed. And it's, you know, for me, it's, it's, they're all very important. And I speak up for all of them. Um, where there's a victim, um, you're going to hear my voice. Uh, and I feel that if, if all communities, communities understood, you know, vegan, if, tried to try to dive a bit more into veganism they would understand how they're all really like connected yeah I, I i love that because it does shift the focus to the animals for the vegan movement because sometimes you hear vegans talking about i feel discriminated against or this is oppression when it's something like there's no vegan options at a football game or someone yeah. gives them grief for buying tofu or something like that and that really shifts the focus away from the animals onto the person but the way you describe it is not about the people it's about staying up for the animals and the oppressed non-human animals out there not specifically the vegans themselves who feel like they are being marginalized so i love that way you phrased it so thank you again <laughs> yeah that's great so, you're a champion for everybody and everything so um going back to what you were saying about uh food being a bonding uh with family and stuff in puerto rico Sorry, that was Victor meowing. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. Um, your mom is vegan too, isn't she? She's, she's, yeah, she's definitely working. She's, she tells, she tells everyone, I'm plant based. My daughter's vegan though. <laughs> she doesn't wear leather. She did, you know, all of these things. And she's like, but I'm gonna get there. Like, you know, she's definitely becoming more conscious of like, you know, household products and things like that. But that's, that's a part she's still like you know, uh, learning, but her diet is a hundred percent plant-based. That's awesome. Yeah. I follow her on social media and like, I, yeah. <laughs> I love her posts. They're so great. She's just so wholesome and great. Yeah. I know she, um, <laughs> she, she also talks about you too. Cause you guys like comment back and forth. about. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's sweet. Really cool. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to tell her, uh, we spoke today. I didn't get a chance to tell her. Yeah. Well, hopefully she watches this episode. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> and Going back to, so we went back. Now we're going back to the future. Is that copyright infringement? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what can vegans do to be better allies of some of these other advocacy movements and not 
steal the spotlight as sometimes vegans are want to do in these kind of situations. Yeah, you know, and and that's something that I've been struggling with lately, especially because of everything going on, you know, COVID bringing about all these voices from all these different communities. Um, It's like, dude, like, we're all in this together. We're all affected by all of it. Like, it's, you know, it, it's just, yeah, that's something I've been trying to process without getting frustrated talking to people. So I'm kind of still on that, like, finding the words and the patience, you know, behind, like, vegans well you know uh, and and that's where I try to I, I sit with people and I'm like okay now this is what veganism is this is what it's intended to be it's you know to to be as conscious and aware as much as we possibly can not to exploit animals not to harm them not to cause any harm but also like you know human lives are tied into that because you know you're talking about world hunger you're talking about all these issues that you know, without a healthy planet, we have nothing, we have nothing and nothing matters. So it's, it's, it's just important to focus on all of it, I think, um, and try to understand how connected they really are. But it's like, I can't, I can't, I've done the research myself. I've sat there and educated myself. And it's like, all I can tell people over and over is do the research, educate yourself. I can tell you my experience, but you need to experience it for yourself to fully like, you know, understand it and, and grasp it and, and for it to like, to just really like um, stick to really, I don't know, make sense. And I think, yeah. And on this journey, like I just realized like I can talk until I'm blue in the face and if people just don't do it for themselves, then, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, especially coming from someone who's diverse across the board, like I, I try to be that voice, but it's it's it, it can be exhausting sometimes for me. So because people do reach out a lot and they're like, you know, what about this and that? It's like uh, as much as I will want to educate you and inform you and on how these are all connected and and whatnot. Um, it's just exhausting sometimes, like uh, for my own emotional and mental health. I'm advocating for all all four you know diversities yeah i now now i feel guilty for having you on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) totally not no i'm yeah no i'm i'm here i this i'm here for this conversation for sure 100 percent. but like through social sometimes it's it's yeah because you have to keep telling the same things over and over again yeah yeah, it's it's exhausting and you don't want to burn yourself out so and I feel like a jerk because what I did for a while is I did a copy and paste where I would have these general you responses. You know what? Like, oh, you know what? So do it. Do it because yeah. it, it's better than burning yourself out. It really is. I, I've done it before too. I mean, sometimes yeah. you just gotta, like, sometimes I have like little sticky notes and I just like grab this like with information right. and I'm like, hey, but you know, I get it. So yeah, I gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. Work exactly. smarter, not harder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And you're right, that must be so exhausting being part of being an advocate across so many different dimensions of yourself where you always have something you could be saying, basically any given situation. It's not like you can just tuck it all away and forget about it for a little bit like so many vegans can do, where you can, right. you know, just not eat around people for a little bit and it'll be fine. But it, someone who's across the spectrum like you with so many different things going on, you can't really just, sorry, my cat is being very... <laughs> Is he pushing it? The, the mic? He's yes. doing all kinds of stuff over here. It's kind of comical. 
I see ears and a tail. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Oh. <laughs> but uh, someone in your situation where you do advocate for all these different things and so many of them or all of them are part of your identity is, yeah, I, what do you do for self-care to really just find a way to recharge? I exercise a lot. <laughs> I exercise. It's uh, also like having um, ADHD. Uh, it, it definitely... Um, just everything. Uh, so I started because of, you know, mental health reasons to just have a, you know, healthier mind and body. But I realized that that also helped. Yeah, it helped with just all of these things. So I exercise pretty regularly. I recommend it. That's a great outlet to, you know, get that frustration and everything out. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. I feel so much better after the, after, you know, just moving my body and mm-hmm. no matter what the type of movement is. Um, yeah. Just feel much better yeah and eating healthy too taking mm-hmm. care of myself um eating a mostly a whole foods plant-based diet um has been a game changer for mental clarity and you know stress and for sure awesome and you already touched on this a little bit in some of your earlier question answers but something that frustrates me and i'm not even part of these communities when i hear it is when people say things like, well, yeah, all this stuff going on with LGBTQ plus feminism, BIPOC communities and things like that is terrible, but there's a hundred billion chickens dying every week or something like that. And in the grand scheme of things, that is so much worse than the smaller incidents of oppression or violence and things like that. As someone who identifies with these communities, how do you feel when you hear that? And how, what is your response to that statement? Yeah. Um, I just feel like they all hold equal weight in my, from my perspective. Um, it's, it's just now all of this stuff is coming to light, but it's, it's all, it's all been really, really like, it's all been behind doors for, for, I mean, probably since human existence really that, you know, the stronger humans have always oppressed the weaker humans or animals or that there's always there's always these communities are, are are going to be oppressed by the stronger and more powerful um and it's like for me they just all hold equal weight it's all the same it, it, it's just all oppression and it's like we have to we have to find ways of balancing our attention for each of them i feel um although very difficult uh which is something i'm trying to figure out myself you know um still and it's kind of like one of those things like will we ever figure this out will we will we ever be able to you know heal all of these issues especially with them all being so intense you know with covid shutting everything down everyone sitting with themselves and you know the black lives movement um uh the you know the, the lgbtq plus movement trans rights you know all of these things the animal rights um just all of these stuff, all of these things really like coming to the surface and like just being really loud where it can't be ignored anymore. Um, it, I can see where someone who isn't like me, who has been before all this stuff came about, has been dealing with all these issues, um, has been aware of all these issues for years for, for, you know, um, humanity and, and the world as a whole it's got to be overwhelming as, as, you know, I can only imagine for them how overwhelming that is. People like I, you know, I have friends to this day, family that come to me and they're like, wow, I really did not know that. I just learned this. And I'm like, I've known that for most of my life. Like, you know, so it's like, 
trying to balance all these issues and people trying to also, um, you know, uh, come to terms with themselves. Like, wow, have I been racist? Have I been sexist? Have I, you know, like I can, I, you know, I, I get where that is like extremely overwhelming from people coming to terms and learning all these things, especially at once, you know, it's social with social media too. Um, I think my definitely my advice and what like what I was just saying about like uh, you know taking care of myself mentally and physically. Um, I think that people journey you know waking up essentially like take care of yourself. Make sure that as you're learning these things and you're you're um, you're you're being a voice. You're advocating. You know if 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 being an activist is, is something that somebody, somebody wants to do for any of these, re for any of these, um, communities, um, take care of yourself first, you know, seek therapy, work out, eat healthy, because it's going to get, it's heavy. It's a heavy life to live for sure. So. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you say. I think that's amazing thoughts and sentiments and just, if you know about these things, you can't, you don't have to do one and not the other. You can do all of them. So I, as we've touched on several times, that is exhausting and is a fast way of burn unless you do things like you say that take care of yourself, eat right, get sleep, exercise, have good connections and community around you to make sure that you are supported. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And so what activists really inspire you in your work, vegan or otherwise? Um, so two, two, when I started my journey, um, especially into, you know, animal rights activism was Gary Yurofsky, Gary Yurofsky and Emily from Bite Size Vegan, um, which both of them, um, from, from what I know, they're not really releasing content much anymore. Um, because from what I understand, like, you know, amongst like the, the uh, vegan community trying to find, figure out what they're doing and where they are, um, they're burnt out. And so they've taken some mental health breaks um, from activism and like their work has been so inspiring, especially like Emily, the, the amount of hours she would put into her research was insane. And she would openly admit like, like I'm burnt out from this, but I can't stop. Like I, like, you know, the animals don't have a voice. I have to be their voice. And, um, that was just like eye opening for me. Cause it was like, Oh my gosh, like, the animals are literally the most vulnerable on this planet because they don't have a voice and because we perceive them as emotionless and you know that they're not conscious and that they're not sentient um and i once thought that and then you know being on the other side of 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 of, of that mindset it's like like holy crap yeah so that was mind-blowing for me so she has been a huge inspiration and obviously um Gary Yurofsky, like that guy is just the, he, just the way he speaks and like how effective it is and how he can speak to anyone and literally just shut down anyone's excuses like that is just mind blowing. And we'll be sure to put links to both those individuals and some of their content in the show notes so anyone listening could go check them out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. They have great content. Especially, uh, Emily, Bite Size Vegan, has great content for kids, very digestible for children to understand, too. So for parents, she's a great source. Oh, that's awesome. That's something I feel like we don't mention enough is how to act, how to advocate towards children. So, yeah, definitely we need to put that stuff in there. 
And I have a couple more questions, though. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you what being vegan is like in Hong Kong and what the response was to your advocacy out there. Yeah. Oh, that was wild. Um, so I think that it was difficult being vegan in Hong Kong because I started my journey there. And I, it was it was a new experience just across the board, like with food, period, like vegan or not, but even before I was vegan. Um, it was it was interesting because at first, like the language difference, like trying to go to local restaurants and stuff and explain, hey, no fish sauce, no shrimp paste, because most a lot of what they eat is it's pretty vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, trying to say no fish sauce or like things like that, which they put that in a lot of things. They do. You know, you wouldn't know um so yeah that was that was interesting but then once i got connected with the vegan community there they were like oh gotcha go to this place go to that place you know da, da, da. so that was yeah that was really cool um there was now from what i understand i i haven't lived there it's been about almost three years now since i've been back in the u.s but um they blew up veganism blew up there uh, as far as vegan food so that's awesome um we when I was when I was doing you know street activism, um, that was interesting. We got quite a few, quite a few uh, interesting interactions with people. Um, uh, yeah, you know the bacon and stupid stuff. People walking by or just like laughing at us. You know, very interesting things. Taking our pamphlet, like our you know pamphlets, and just throwing them right in front of us um, on the ground. Um, but I've also experienced that here in the U.S. too. So. Yeah, I think that's kind of just a natural actually, reaction. People sometimes yeah. around the world, yeah. they just they are so out of their element and uncomfortable that they have to react in a negative way like that. It's just what they do. That breaks my heart too. Yeah. I'm like, like if if I could just take this little bit out of my brain and like my heart and just put it into you so that you could understand how terrible you look and sound right now and how like it's just how just heartless yeah. you sound and you know these animals like like i have a couple of friends of mine um sarah and jonina which i'm sure you guys oh yeah we know them well <laughs> they're amazing human beings yes. like so you know some of the animals that they've rescued that i've gone there and you know met these animals um like when they first rescued them and how they come off the trucks and they're like, I don't cry a lot, but dear Lord, like I just like, it's, it's heavy. It's emotionally heavy. And it's like, just like some of the animals, how they were abused and the wounds on their bodies and like the tear, like literally tears in Mm -hmm. their eyes. And it was, it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Definitely heartbreaking. Yeah. That's a heavy note to end things on, so I will try and lighten the mood a little bit because now I'm thinking all the heavy thoughts too. So stay strong, everyone. Or No, it is strong also to let your emotions out. You don't have to hide them. So if anyone's out there and wants to cry or anything like that, go for it. Let them tears flow. But I will not cry. Yet. (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) So last question, or John. You're inhaling like you're going to say something. Well, I, I can we talk about what you uh, are doing with your uh, business? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can talk about that quick. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, so I, um, I, I founded Lancaster Vegan Meats, um, and then my friend Sally um, founded a, a Lancaster Vegan Cheese Company. 
So um, she reached out to me um, earlier this year and was like, hey, um, do you want to buy my business? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yes, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, so she essentially started this cheese business, um, but never intended to continue running it. She wanted to get it started so that there was options in Lancaster in the area. Right. And um, which is, you know, essentially I wanted to create vegan meats because we need we need them um, and a local small business, you know. Um, so she was like, you fit everything that I, you know, like the new owner, I want the new owner to have You're a person of color, you're queer, you're a woman, you know, like you deserve this. I, you know, me and my partner, we've been privileged our whole lives you deserve this. You deserve to be the voice of it. And I just like, I almost broke down like and cried and just mm -hmm. gave her like the biggest hug. And she was like, you're an amazing person and you're the right person to take this forward. And like, yeah, I'm like getting chills right now. Like our <laughs> conversation is just amazing. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I've been, um, I have my cheese in a few different places. Um, Lemon Street Market, Otropolis, a few places. Um, and uh so now we're evolving into Lancaster Vegan Deli. And um, there's, I can't share this information just yet, but there's exciting, there's something very exciting. Something in the works coming up that's next few horizon. months that it's going to happen. Um, but I, I can't say just yet. That's so um, yeah, eventually <laughs> Lancaster Vegan Deli. So Very cool. Well, I think your cheeses are used at a place called Blade and Spade in Lancaster that I go yep. to all the yep. time. It's one of my favorite places. And I saw the yep. company yep. go, that's awesome. And now I met you. Small world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just delivered to them this week. Yeah. Yep. That's so cool. Well, Congratulations. Yes, too. that is awesome. Thank you. I'm so stoked. Like food, vegan food is definitely my passion. And it's like, and because food is bonding and we put so much weight on food that it's, if I can use that to show people, hey, you know, that, that dairy cheese that you're eating. Yeah. It's, it's messing you up it, and you know, it's messing you up. So here's an amazing alternative. That's a lot healthier. It's not going to hurt you. And most people are like, Oh my God, like, I are you sure this is vegan? I can't like, no, there's no way. And it's like, yeah, you have options. Like you don't have to, you know, there's great options out there. Um, so well, I have one last question, and I'm curious to hear the answer. So if you were making your vegan food, what would you want to put on it? Guacamole or hummus? <laughs> hummus. Yeah, yes. I'm hummus girl, yeah. I could just eat spoonfuls of hummus. I love it that much. It is one of my major food groups. Right, yeah. You should have a... potatoes, tofu, and hummus. I could just live off of all three of those. You should have a hummus eating contest, you and, you and Joe. That'd be great. Well, we'd all be winners in that contest. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of crap because people are like, oh, guac, avocado, avocado. Everyone loves it. And I'm like, meh. <laughs> yeah. I could take it. Okay. I mean, if I never ate an avocado again the rest of my life, it'd be okay. Yeah. But hummus, though, I'd, yeah. All right. I'd... Now we're talking. Yeah. And so we're going to put links to all your companies and everything mentioned in the show notes so people can go check you out and eat some of your amazing food but any final words for our listeners back home before we sign off um yeah uh just uh love yourself love each other you know um it's life is short let's uh let's try to make this experience as as uh as positive as possible for for ourselves for the animals you know for each other um love 
love. That's all I can say. It's just love. And we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and or watching. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to be a guest, bekindpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Maritza. Thanks, John. And see ya. Bye. <laughs> Recording see ya. stopped. Thank you for coming.